Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers Bravo Weekly News. It is, what day is it? It is Monday, October 23rd, and I'm going to give you everything you need for the news today. So before we start, just a little reminder, rate, review, subscribe, If you're listening, take a screenshot of the podcast and share it to your Instagram story. You can tag me at Bravo and Botox or at the Bravo Papers, and I will share it on my Instagram and send you all the love, 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 as Teresa Judice would say. Please also, you know, if you know anyone who you think might like the pod, please spread the word and send all the love. Um, I do have a little bit of an announcement. So first of all, my Richard Sisters Part 2 Deep Dive is now up. So you can check that out if you haven't already. It's available everywhere and wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube. And I think you're going to like it. There is going to be a Part 3, maybe even a Part 4. I'm leaning towards probably four parts total because in part two, I finished covering House of Hilton, but then in part three, I'm going to really get into how I think their mother and their childhood affects the way that they act on the show. And I think I can cover kind of some of that in part three and then the rest in part four. So that's what I'm planning. Now, my other news is that I'm going to be starting a Patreon Um, I've already recorded my Patreon episode, my first Patreon episode, I should say, and I'm going to be releasing a short little preview where I let you know what the Patreon's all about, and I'm going to insert a, like, a 15-minute clip of my first Patreon episode so you can kind of, you know, test it out, you know, listen to the 15 minutes, see if it's something you might be interested in. Um, But basically, I'm going to be offering a extra podcast a week for Patreon subscribers. It'll be $5 a month and you'll get access to, like I said, four extra podcasts a month um, ad free. I mean, I don't usually have ads, but sometimes I do, but still ad free. And they will be part of my special Patreon series called Bravo Weekly Musings, where I go into you know, various Bravo-related topics, whatever is on my mind that week. My first episode, I'm going to be talking about Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm and why she was all up in my DMs yelling at me. (laughs) I did talk about it a little during my Bryn episode, but in this special Patreon one, I go into the details. I let you know exactly why she was mad, what she said, my response, all the tea. 
And then I also give some of my thoughts about, you know, what I think about Bravo content creators and Bravo celebrities interacting on social media. So there's that. So if, you know, you are a fan and you want to support me in that way, I greatly appreciate it. Um, it's $5 a month, as I said. If you If that's something you can't do, that's all good. I'm still here on my regular podcast and I'll still be here for you and, you know, here to fulfill your Bravo desires. Because I know not everyone can afford that. Um, I know not everyone may have that in their budget right now. Totally get it. Um, But for those of you who want to support me and have the funds and are able to do it, I really appreciate it. Um, You know, the reason I'm doing the Patreon is so that I can get money to help me improve grow and expand the podcast, um, you know, put money into better equipment, software, and just getting paid for this work that I love doing, even if it is just something small. Um, Because I do spend like a lot of hours on it every week. And, you know, I just want to at least have the opportunity to connect with followers in a community like Patreon. If you've never used Patreon, it's pretty cool. Like I use it for like i support a couple um, artists. One is a comedian who I support. Another one is a podcaster that I really like. And, you know, you can put a cap in Patreon for how much you want to spend total on like all the people that you support, let's just say. And, you know, different artists will offer different things for whatever they're charging or they'll just allow you to um, like donate a certain amount or whatever it is. So it's a really great way to, to support, you know, independent artists and content creators, people like that. Um, if there's someone that you're like a big fan of. So for example, like the comedian I follow, I'm a big fan of like his podcast and what he does. And then I like him so much on his podcast that he does like this extra, um, two episodes that I listen to. And it just gives me more of something to listen to. And I also know the money is going straight to him, which I like. It's not going to like an advertiser or something like that. Um, So that's the good thing about Patreon. The other thing I like is that like you can comment and discuss in the comments and like just the Patreon subscriber people will see it. So you don't need to worry about like trolls and like mean people and (laughs) and, like that kind of thing or that like, you know, hundreds and thousands and whatever people are going to see it maybe or whatever. You don't have to worry about that. It's like it's like a community. So it's kind of nice. It's like for people who share the same interest um, and, you know, want to talk about whatever the topic is. So anyways, just wanted to give you a little bit about that. Um, So if you'd like to sign up, I'm going to put up the Patreon preview, um, probably, I think I'm going to put it up uh, later today, today being Monday, October 23rd, and it'll have all the information for how to sign up and what the Patreon um, addresses and all that kind of stuff. So look forward to that. Okay, so let's get into the news today. Sorry for such a long preamble. Okay, let's start with the Bravo breakdown. Which basically what that is, is that um, Vanity Fair is prepping for a quote-unquote deeply reported probe, (laughs) which sounds, I don't know, it sounds kind of sexual almost. I know it's not supposed to be, but anyways, 
sorry, a deeply reported probe into Bravo's relationship with housewives. Maybe it's the word probe and deeply, but it's, I don't know. I haven't heard, maybe it's just me, but I haven't heard the term deeply reported before. Do they mean like deeply researched? Report? I don't know. That would make more sense to me, but whatever. Into Bravo's relationship with housewives. Um, So, you know, some people are like, oh, like worried. Like, what's this going to do to Bravo? How's this going to affect? How's this going to affect Bravo, etc.? I'm not that worried about it. And I'll tell you why. So first of all, from what I've heard, or sorry, not Bravo, Vanity Fair did like some kind of report, deeply reported something on Love Island last year. And I mean, did it blow up Love Island? Is Love Island not on the air anymore? No, I would argue it's just as popular as it ever was. Um, I don't even remember hearing about this Love Island article, so that doesn't mean that other people didn't hear about it or that it didn't have any impact or anything. But, you know, again, we don't know if it's going to be the same type of article. Um, However, I just have a feeling that it's not going to be anything we don't know already. I think it's going to be like, you know, pressure to cause drama. It's going to be like the women are pitted against each other. It's going to be like they're given free, some free alcohol. It's going to like, I just think it's going to be everything that we already know, like all the producer tricks that we're already aware of. And as someone in my DM said after I reposted the article talking about this, you know, do these women and these people not sign up year after year after year? Like, this is not just like you sign up once and then you're locked in for life. Like, they sign up, they have a year, they experience it, good, bad, ugly, and many, if not the majority, come back and choose to come back over and over and over again. Or like, and are like devastated when they're fired and like beg to come back like Tamara. So it's just like, it's going to be hard to make them into victims unless there is stuff, you know, that's like, crazy and like really bad but I just don't see how there could be anything really bad that I don't already know for example is there going to be something worse than um you know the guy on below deck who like tried to sexually uh assault one of the producers I like we know about that that made it into the news it was public she spoke out about it Is it going to be worse than Tom Sandoval screen recording, you know, Raquel's sex tape and, you know, and then other people ending up seeing it? I, I don't, is it going to be worse than that? I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine like worse things than things that we already know. 
maybe there's just more examples like that, that Bravo didn't handle well. Sure. Maybe there is something really bad and disturbing that's going to blow up the whole world and and stop Bravo. It, It could happen. I doubt it, but it could happen. Um, however, I think the majority of the audience is coming from a viewpoint of like, yeah, these reality stars should have better contracts. They should get some pay from like the repeated reshown episodes that are aired all the time. And they should be, you know, they should have access to like mental health support and they should be protected as best as possible from, you know, dangerous situations, etc. Yes, I think everyone would agree with that. However, I don't think that people are going to be feeling bad just for things like, oh, they pit women against each other and they encourage them to argue and fight. And that like, that's the show. Like, no one is going to be like, oh, poor babies. Like, no one is going to think that. And we already know that because... Bethany keeps trying to drop things on us that are supposedly like breaking news that are going to be the reality reckoning. And people are like, yeah, thanks, Captain Obvious. We already know all that. At least I am. No, but that's what the majority of people I see saying online are saying. Like Bethany will say things about what goes on behind the scenes at Bravo as though it's like this shocking news that we've never heard before. And... It's always news that we've heard before. So I don't know. It's hard for me to believe, especially because this is like reality TV. Like even like some of the stuff that's happening is like, like even those things I named, like the Tom Sandoval thing and the producer um, with Below Deck, even those were technically those were off camera. So we can't even blame like, oh, production was like pushing, you know, this person to like, sexually harass this other person you know or we or they were like encouraging tom to share the video like no that was like after filming now we can blame them for hiring these people but even if you do vet and look into people that that can help 100 percent. but it's also not 100 percent foolproof people can still do shitty things and a lot of people change and become shittier after they get fame. <laughs> so there's that. Anyways, so oh, it's just, I don't know. I'll be interested to see it. Um, I'm sure I'll be talking about it on the Bravo Weekly News when it comes out, of course. <laughs> in the meanwhile, let's move along to Catherine Dennis, who was involved in a hit and run crash, maybe, or maybe not. We're not sure. So I saved this post on Instagram. Let me just get it for you. All right. So I'm just going to read you pretty much exactly what it says, which is that. Okay. So um, basically, a 2022 Ford utility vehicle was traveling south on Galliard Road when the driver struck the resource officer in front of Whitesville Elementary School around 7.30 a.m. The school resource officer, whose name has not been released, was taken to the hospital with minor injuries, so non-life-threatening. 
Um, authorities say the registered owner of the vehicle is Catherine Dennis. Okay. However, it's unclear if she was driving the vehicle and we don't know that this was her fault yet. So I wouldn't be shocked if it was her. However, that doesn't mean that it was. So we'll wait to get an update on that. But I mean, this is if it was her, it's not like her first time with this kind of with some kind of issue with the law, let's just say. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on this one. And I will definitely post on Instagram as soon as there are any updates and probably talk about it next week on Weekly News. Another big story that involves the law, well, sort of, is the former butler on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 2 is suing for sexual harassment. Okay, so I don't know if you remember this guy, Marco Vega. So he was hired on season two for Ultimate Girls Trip. So this was the one at Dorinda's um, Bluestone Manor. And, you know, they were drinking and they were carrying on and they did like this. There was like this strip tease. um, And I guess he says that the producers told him to like go over, get the women dancing, which he did. But he says that then Phaedra slapped him on the butt and Brandy ran over to him, pulled him over and ripped his shirt off, exposing his chest. Um, and then apparently Brandy yelled, earn your money, Marco, take your shirt off, do something. I remember this episode and I I remember feeling like, oh, this is not good. Like, it's just a little uncomfortable and he looked uncomfortable and you know if this was a woman like this would have been there would have been outrage like I don't even think like the editors would have put it on air like this would have been like a big deal it would have already been in the news it would have already been like gone to court or whatever there would have been a lawsuit at the very least and the fans would be outraged now Are there double standards in society with men and women? Yes. Are most of them beneficial to men? Yes. But not this one. Um, Because in this case, he was not comfortable and no one should have anyone put their hands on them without consent and permission. Doesn't matter what gender you are. So, you know, I don't think it's wrong that he's suing. I get it. And, you know, he has the right to do so. Um... Some people were kind of like, why did it take so long? I mean, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, if he was uncomfortable and he did post on social media, like soon after the show aired, um, his discomfort, right? Like he did say somebody was like, you know, which, okay, so this is what he wrote on his Instagram story. He wrote, other than being forcibly stripped, I didn't really connect with any of the ladies. Maybe Dorinda and Jill, I was able to find moments to connect with. Um, And then somebody wrote to him, can you imagine the uproar if you ripped off Brandy's blouse on national TV? You were not the stripper. You were the butler. And he just replied, like posted it to his stories with like a 100 percent. What's it called? GIF. So, I mean, he's not wrong. And, you know, this doesn't look great for Brandy because she's already got the issue with Caroline Manzo. Um, 
or for Phaedra, I should say. So we'll see what happens with that. Maybe he'll just get like a settlement or something. I don't know. And I would think that maybe they'll need to apologize and be much more careful about this. Like, whether it's like a hot male butler, waiter, staff at a hotel or motel, like the ladies have had a lot of questionable moments and they need to just kind of stop. Like, this was not okay at any time, but it's, you know, it's 2023, so it's like... It's really, like, we know better. Everyone should know better. Everyone should have always known better, but everyone should, there's really, like, no excuse now. You know what I mean? Like, even more so today than there ever was. So it's like, yeah, let's get it together. Just because a guy is hot and on the show near you doesn't mean you can just touch him. Especially if, like, the person is, like, a, a service worker you know, or they're like working at the resort, hotel, restaurant that you're at, like that makes it even more awkward because they feel all weird that you're a guest and it's like you're a, you know, it's like the housewives or whoever acting like they're above them. And I don't like that at all. Like that's like taking advantage of a power position. So hopefully something like this doesn't happen again on Bravo, I would hope. Um, all right. So we unfortunately have to talk about Bethany um, because she's always bothering me. Okay, fine. She's not bothering like me as an individual, but I take it personally almost at this point. I'm so bothered. But she's doing some kind of like limited podcast series with Nini, um, you know, spilling the tea on the eclectic dinner, menopause, on and off TV friendships, and much more. That's what her little caption said. Um, the eclectic dinner is the dinner that she recently um, posted a picture with a bunch of random people, including Nini, Rachel slash Raquel, Larsa Pippen, and then a bunch of other people who aren't Bravo people, so I wasn't really paying attention. But I just, like, I'm head scratching. Like, I... This is so uninteresting to me. Like, ironically, I feel like Bethany in that Roni scene where she's like, none of this is of interest to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, am I supposed to be like, you know, I don't know, so excited to hear her and Nini talk about menopause? I, I'm i not. Like, I'm not going to listen and not because I'm trying to protest because, like, I just really, Yeah. It just doesn't sound exciting to me. I don't even care about their dinner. Like, they had dinner with, like, Larsa and Rachel and a bunch of people. Like, okay, cool. I don't know. Like, it's just not even headline-worthy to me. I mean, I guess it is because I put it in this episode, but it's because it's a Bravo news item. But still, I just don't find it that interesting. I also, like, what do Rachel and Larsa Pippen have to say that's going to be interesting, intelligent, or, you know, noteworthy? I don't think anything. <laughs> Larsa, I'm a fan of, too. I know a lot of people don't like her. I actually like her, like, not as a person, but I like her as a housewife. I think she's really entertaining because she's so, like, just in her own, like, lives on her own planet, which is the reason that I think she was at the dinner. Because a lot of people are like, why would Larsa do the dinner? Because Larsa is like still on Housewives. But I think that Larsa did the dinner because she's just like, I, I think she's just on her own planet, really. I don't even think she would have thought about like how this might look for her 
and with Anne. Like, I don't think she cares. I also think Larsa, like, is one of those rare housewives that really doesn't need the reality TV money. Like, she's got money from her divorce and she was with him for, like, 20 years and had his kid. Like, I think she did fine. And now she's with Michael Jordan's son. Like, I think she's fine. I don't think she's hurting for money. I think she more does it, like, for her own ego and, like, just for, like, something to do. <laughs> and then she's got her OnlyFans, which we know she's making lots of money on, too. So I think Larsa doesn't really need the show. Um, and I don't think she would even think about it. Okay, so let's go to... Anyways, oh yeah, sorry, one more thing I wanted to say about that. I I think Bethany is trying to cause a stir, and this is like one of her last-ditch efforts. I, unless her and, her and Nini, like, you know, reveal something groundbreaking, which I don't think they will, I don't think this is going to do anything. It'll make them each a bit of money in ad revenue, etc. That's fine. Um, and, you know, good for them, but that's it. So anyways, okay, so Lindsay Hubbard shares a group photo with all the girls from Summer House, including Danielle, which that wasn't that surprising to me because we knew her and Danielle were friends. She was posting pictures of them on vacation and all that stuff. Um, but I do think that Lindsay Hubbard, like, shared it on purpose. Like, you know, she knows PR, and I think she shared it as kind of, like, to show the world, like, we've had our differences, but me and these girls have, you know, banded together to, you know, be like, fuck boys, basically, <laughs> like, screw Carl, you know, and I think she's just kind of showing that, like, everyone has been there for her, which I think is cool. I like that. I would love it if we could get, like, a new dynamic on the next season of Summer House that doesn't involve, like, all the girls versus Lindsay and that instead would have maybe you know, just some different drama, some different dynamics, just something else going on besides that, because it's getting tired. Okay, let's talk about Salt Lake City next, because, oh my god, first of all, this season is beyond unhinged, and I'm loving every minute of it, but second of all, the girls are bringing it on Twitter. Like, <laughs> like forget about on the show. Twitter, or X, is... I don't know if I'll ever be able to call it X. I just can't get used to it. Um, Honestly, that is where, like, it's happening, okay? They are bringing it. So I'm going to read you some of the stuff that's going on. So if you don't have Twitter slash X, um, you know, I've been sharing it all on my Instagram story, but let me just share with you um, some little tidbits. Hang on is going because I've got it saved on here. So basically the story is that Monica, okay, actually it started with Angie. So, <laughs> so Monica posted. Yeah. Okay. So it did start with Monica. Sorry. Say what you want about me. Horror, rat, disrespectful, homewrecker, spoiled, broke, assistant, whatever you want to say. I let everybody run with it, but I made sure my girls were not there for that situation. That did not happen in front of my kids. Go through the stills. And then she had like a bunch of 
stills from the show that show that in the background there was no one at the tables and I guess says the kids had basically gone downstairs doing Easter festivities. They had an Easter egg hunt that the girls enjoyed and none of the conversation with Angie and her mom on last week happened with her daughter's present or any children for that matter. She says there's a ton to clarify from that day and she'll bring it all to light. Angie then responded and said, well, production did you a favor. We don't need to see stills to know you did this in front of your kids. So I guess Angie's saying that production is lying or that they edited the footage to make it look like there was no one in the background, which, um, sorry, which I don't know. I'm going to have to call bullshit on that because if you look in the background of the scene, there isn't anyone there. Like, you can see the long tables where all the guests were, and they're all empty. And it is just, like, five people around, and they're all adults. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think that production and editing is so on Monica's side that they would edit people out of the scene or that they could do that. And, I mean, like, why would they? There's been a million argument scenes on housewives where kids have been around and they've shown the kids reactions like god look at when Teresa flipped the table they kept cutting to like Danielle's kids to show their faces like I just I don't think Bravo is doing anything that's going to make the drama look you know more subdued than it was if anything they want to make it look worse (laughs) um anyway so Angie says don't forget you almost hit my two-year-old niece in the head with your shoe when you threw it Okay. And shut the fuck up with your lies about Sean. Okay. Do I believe that maybe Monica threw a shoe at some point? Yeah, that could happen. Because it seems like more than one person is confirming that because Lisa Barlow also says that that happened. So maybe the shoe was thrown. But again, that could have been at a different time or they could have had that argument and then the kids could have come back up and then the shoe was thrown. I don't know. Right. So it's possible that they're both sort of telling part of the truth. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Okay, so there's that. And then I guess Lisa said, uh, truth sets you free. She tweeted that. And then somebody responded and said, Lisa, can you confirm that a shoe was thrown at the Easter brunch? And Lisa Barlow said it was thrown and Henry was very uncomfortable. Okay. So, all right, now, something else we got to talk about, which is Monica's mom. She is something. There are different viewpoints on her about is she a narcissist or is her daughter just rude and deserve to be told off? Okay, she tweeted, and I don't know, to me, her mom's tweets prove that kind of the I think she is more just a toxic mom. Not Monica, her mom. Not I'm not saying Monica's perfect. Monica's got issues too, clearly. As pretty much all the housewives do. So this is what... Okay, first of all, her handle is LD Millionaire. So, I don't know. That says something. <laughs> and she's already got a verified blue check. So, <laughs> you know she's paying the $8 a month. Okay, so she says, Monica begged me to do this reality show with her. Begged. 
I didn't want to do it, but she told me all I had to do was cook and speak Portuguese. How did she return the favor? She did me dirty. Meanwhile, I would never compete with my only child unless it's sports, which is so random. Um, I'm too smart to try and go up against Monica. She'd chew me up and spit me out. Well, that's a nice thing to say about your daughter. Lastly, I never abandoned her. I always put her needs above my own, even in her adulthood. Uh, sorry, adulthood. I'm not a perfect human, but I am a devoted mother and vovo. God bless us, everyone. I mean, like, that's just, you're just proving Monica right. Even if Monica's not right, which I do think she is right, but even if she's not, the whole, like, I would never go up against Monica. She'd chew me up and spit me out. Like, that's your way of saying, like, your daughter is, like, an animal. And that your daughter is, like, cutthroat. Like, that's, I don't know. That's not a compliment. And, like, and she's basically, like, scolding her. Like, how did she return the favor? She did me dirty. Like, that's your daughter. I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. And then in another tweet, I didn't know she was hurt. When she showed her, me her shin, there was no bruising. It was a minor scrape. I didn't know it was this bad until a week later. Um, okay, so Monica posted a picture of her knees and legs, like, leg, like, really scraped up. Apparently, she fell down the stairs at Angie's house and was kind of saying that, I guess, you know, they don't have, like... Uh, safe kind of staircase railing or whatever in Angie's house. And people were making a lot of jokes about it being kind of like Carol Radziwill's staircase. Um, but either way, she fell, had really bad bruises, took pictures. So I don't know. I mean, if she fell by accident, I don't think that's Angie's fault. I mean, technically she could sue if there was some sort of like negligence on Angie's part or it wasn't up to like code or something. But I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. Okay. But, you know, Monica's mom is, she's just, she's doing the most and she's being very extra on the show and on Instagram. And that's not, I mean, uh, that's not usually a good sign in terms of like who's mentally stable and who's not. And again, two things can be true. Monica and her mom can both have issues. <laughs> but I did see, you know, what I did see is a girl, Monica, who's desperate for her mom to stick up for her and to take her side. And it seems like maybe that hasn't happened a lot. So I don't know. That was just what I got from it. Some people might disagree, but you know, I'm on the mic and you're not. So just kidding. Okay. So <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about Roni because the reunion is coming. Actually, by the time I release this, the first part will have already been out, but there's been clips floating around. And so Aaron responded to a clip from the finale and basically was like, it was it was a clip of, you know, her being a mean girl to Jessel. And then she basically says, oh, wait for the reunion because this is going to get like more explanation or get clarified. And then, I mean, Aaron got like absolutely eaten alive in the comments. Like people are just not even, <laughs> people are just not even 
giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like everyone's like, you know, we see you, like we see how you are, you know, Karen, Aaron, whatever. So I don't know. It's not looking good for Aaron. And based on the clips that I've seen, uh, it's not looking great. It looks like she's going to do a lot of like, I didn't say that. What? Uh, no, that's not true. Like, I think it's going to be just a lot of that left and right and a lot of excuses. And then there's going to be the tears so she can try and make everyone feel bad for her and some people will fall for it and etc. So that's what I think we're going to see from Aaron. Um, now, Jessel, on the other hand, my girl, is on the cover of Rolling Stone looking hot and 10 out of 10 in every damn picture. She's low-key, like, right now, I think one of the hottest housewives. And I think one of the best dressed, if not the best dressed. I really think her fashion is very underappreciated by the audience and on social media. And she posted this picture of her at a Diwali celebration today. And it she looks unbelievable. So she's killing it. She should have been nominated in that style awards thing that where Cy got a nomination for BravoCon. I don't know why Cy got it. I mean, I'm not like on the train of like Cy never wears anything nice. You know, I can't stand Cy, but she does wear some nice stuff. Even if it is underwhelming, it's still nice. But, you know, is it like the best in terms of like showing it out for TV? No. Not at all. Like, I don't think she deserved the nomination. Anyways, so on the Rolling Stone headline, they said, you know, Jenna Lyons and an ex-Trumper. <laughs> In reference to Aaron. So they didn't even say Aaron's name. They just called her ex-Trumper, which is like, oh, just the best karma. Is it possible Jessel had something to do with that? Yeah. Am I okay with that? Also, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, Jessel's in PR and she clearly knows what she's doing. Like, she's working overtime and she's killing it. And good for her. I have no problem with it. These girls treated you like trash all season and ganged up on you. The best revenge is living well and she's doing it. Um, Pavid also did this, like, hilarious reel or TikTok or whatever about him going to Vietnam. And he shows himself, like, having caviar on the plane and his, like, super comfortable seat and his, like, first class. And he makes a comment about how he's got, like, you know, these, like, homemade, like, things to put the uh, caviar on. He's, like, not Pringles. And then he goes to Vietnam and he shows, like, all his favorite, like, local food places and he gets his sandwich, like, everything. It's just, it was just amazing. Um, and it was so funny and everyone loved it. And I mean, like, Pavel and Jessel, Pavit and Jessel just stay winning. And my only hope is that it just, I just don't want them to let it go to their head. They need to just keep being authentic and keep being themselves next season. And that's all they need to do. End of story. Okay, so New Jersey, Jorgoga, uh, wow, <laughs> maybe that's what we should rename him. Joe Gorga did a stand-up show and somebody on Reddit posted about it and they were there and they basically said the stand-up was terrible, wasn't funny, which we know that. Um, we've heard that a million times online, it, but said the after show, he dropped some interesting tidbits. So... He implies that he slept with Dolores, 
uh, also strongly suggested that Evan did cheat on Jackie and also made the comment that he's something like he him and Melissa like don't like production, but they have no choice, but they have to stay like something along those lines. Let's start with the Dolores thing. Because I had people messaging me about this and they're like, wait a minute, what? Okay, so there has been sort of like hints, jokes, you know, innuendos that maybe Joe Gorga like tried to date Dolores at one point or slept with her. I don't know. It To me, it always comes off as like it's all coming from Joe Gorga. Like, he seems to want people to think that he slept with Dolores because I think he thinks that it makes him look like a big man and it makes him look like, or maybe he's got some fantasy about it, which I could see because, I mean, look at like Frank Catania is always like busting his chops about being short and being like, you know, whatever, less of a man, like whatever, they have that joke going. And I could see Joe being like, well, you know, I slept with your like ex-wife or what are the mother of your children, whatever. Like I could see that in his like gross way. I could also see Joe Gorga having a little bit of a like fetish for that. Like, oh, one of my older sister's friends, it's like forbidden. Like I could just see it because he's just gross. Like I can see it. Um, do I think they actually slept together? No. Do I think maybe he tried once upon a time? Probably. I mean, Dolores is really hot and I can see her telling him off. I would, I would like to see that actually. It would be funny. Um, Evan cheating on Jackie. I mean, yeah, I think we all know that that probably happened. (laughs) Jackie's reaction was enough. However, you know, that's her marriage. She's decided to stay in it. We, they've, you know, supposedly moved on. So whatever. However, you know, it's just very frustrating because Teresa and Jen took like the hit for that rumor, which, you know, they deserve some of the hit because they did, they were part of it. But it's clear to me, and I've heard it in many places that like Joe Gorga was the original person who got that rumor started. Like, who's told Teresa, and then Teresa told, Teresa's the one who brought it up on camera, so that was her fault, but that she she heard it from him originally, is what I have heard. Anyways, it was definitely Frank, as well, who was spreading it around. He basically admitted it, and then he tried to take it back on the after show. Like, it's just, like, it, it just, like, annoys me how much blame Jen Aiden had to take for it. When, admittedly, even Marge's husband, Joe, had also heard it and admitted it at the poker night. So it was just it was just annoying to me. Um, I feel like, you know, Jen often takes the blame for things on that show and sometimes she deserves it, but not always and not always as hard as they go for her. All right. So there you go. We will see if that gets brought up. Last is... Some of you may have seen on Instagram that something about her was in the intro card or was being filmed in the intro for Vanderpump Rules. So there was like, you know, a drone and it was like, you know, Katie and Ariana like standing in something about her looking hot and the drone comes in, you know, how they do their intro, which makes sense because you're not going to keep the same intro because Ariana is no longer with Tom. 
and the dynamics of the whole group have changed. Just everything's changed, right? So they want to make it different. And something about her is going to open soon. And I'm sure the season is going to feature them going through the struggles of opening a business. A lot of people are like, why are they doing that? It's not even open yet. Oh, my God. Okay. Everyone needs to calm down because they did the exact same thing for Schwartz and Sandy's last year. And it also was not open yet. So, yeah, they did it because it's going to be part of the storyline. It opening is part of the storyline, just like Schwartz and Sandy's opening was part of the storyline. And it is now open, supposedly not doing well, but open. (laughs) So I don't think that it being filmed for the intro, even though it's not officially open, is a big deal. Okay, I know they've had a lot of issues with permits and inspectors and things like that. And Ariana did address it on her social media. I mean, do people have the right to question it? Yeah, because everybody went really hard on Tom and Tom about how long theirs took to open. So people can go hard on Ariana and Katie too. However, it's not fair. Like I have people like have seen people being like, they're not even really opening it. It's just a farce. Da, da, da. Like it's like, relax. There is so much that goes into opening a restaurant. I have multiple friends that own restaurants. This is not abnormal. It's not. The reason I think people were going so hard at Tom and Tom, too, was not because people just, like, necessarily wanted to go easier on one or harder on the other. Maybe they did because they maybe just are, you know, Tom and Tom are annoying. But it's because they were getting delayed for stupid reasons. It wasn't because of inspections and permits and things out of their control. They were getting delayed just because, like, Tom Sandoval was like, I need a different couch. And then they were like, let's paint, repaint this wall. And like it was and because they would just run away with these like insane ideas and waste money. And then they would just like like that was their problem. (laughs) So their problems were less understandable, I guess, in my view. But anyways, you know what? I stand to be corrected because let's see what we see on the new season. Okay, if we see we might see exactly what I just said, or maybe we will see the girls making some big mistakes. And if so, all right, they're going to make some mistakes. It's their first restaurant. I could see that. All right. So thank you so much, everyone. It was a pleasure catching you up on all the Bravo news. And until next week, you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash bravo and botox for some much needed caffeine support and until next time keep overanalyzing bravo